0: Hey there. I'm Andrea Coppola and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there Java junkies, what is up? Hope the semester is going well for you and that you're taking the classes that most interest you and not taking them because you think that's what's going to make your parents happy. I want to make sure you're taking what makes you happy. And if you're a regular junkie and I hope you've picked up on one of the big themes that's crossing so many of the interviews I've done, that is that it really doesn't matter what your major is in school or frankly where you go to school. What matters the most is that you learn to communicate well in writing and in how you express yourself verbally and that you learn to think critically. And this is the clincher, folks. You need to learn what you're good at and what you like. That, my friends, is what your college experience should be about. And as we heard recently from life coach Lauren Zander in episode 40, you should also be taking advantage of your time at college to make friends with bright and interesting people. That means other students and other professors at your school. Well, my next guest is one of those professors that students at George Washington University in particular need to be getting to know because he is that awesome. But before I formally introduce you to him, I want to make sure that you've subscribed to the Java Junkies newsletter, the Java Junkies Journal. That's our weekly update that we send out first thing Monday morning to tell Java Junkies what episodes we're going to be dropping that week. And remember, we drop five episodes a week, so it is a great resource to have that intel in one place. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website that's Time, the number for coffee, and sign up. Now grab your mug and take a chug of a delicious caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Peter Loge, an associate professor in the School of Media and Public Affairs at the George Washington University. He's also a strategic and communications consultant and an author. Peter's day job for the past 25 years has been the politics of public policy. He's served in senior positions for three members of the House, the late Senator Kennedy, and in the Obama administration. In those roles, he put the first member of Congress on the internet, was a chief of staff during the impeachment of President Clinton, worked on the Affordable Care Act, and served as a senior advisor to the commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration, a position that the commissioner actually created for Peter and to which he was appointed by President Obama. Peter's first book, Soccer Thinking for Management Success Lessons for Organizations from the World's Game debuted as the number one sports industry new release on Amazon. Peter, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready (sighs) to go?
1: Ready to roll after that introduction. I feel like you set a pretty high bar, but sure, let's let's do this.
0: And you are not only going to meet it, you're going to clear it, Peter. So here we go. Let us get into the espresso shots. And this is really to get into kind of how those Java junkies who may be interested in getting into a career in politics and or public affairs can just get some tricks, tips, insider information. Question number one, what entry-level jobs, Peter, are available for young people who want to break into these fields?
1: Good question. Answering phones, being sort of a personal assistant slash gopher, do whatever needs to be done. A lot of it is just backing up other folks, data entry, some editing, just those kinds of jobs, and scheduling it, some time.
0: Yeah. And I'm also wondering about what about joining a political campaign?
1: Absolutely. That's a great way to get a lot of experience. And as you point out in the introduction, a great way to meet smart, interesting people. Work on a campaign. It's, uh, it'll tell you whether, real fast whether or not you want to work in politics. You'll learn how to work under pressure. You'll talk to real voters with real concerns about their real lives, not just the Washington, D.C. bubble. You'll pick up a lot of skills from you know probably web design, social media, answering phones, stuffing envelopes, writing, speaking, all of those, all of those skills you'll need to use. And you'll meet the folks who can then help hire you at Capitol Hill offices in public affairs firms and lobbying firms, communications firms, and all those sorts of things. Terrific way to get a start.
0: Great, fantastic. So what is a useful skill or skills that you look for, Peter, in the people that you hire and have hired over the years?
1: Look for a couple of things. One, to your point earlier, can you speak and write clearly? I don't want you to write or talk like roll call or a Sunday morning show or Twitter. I want you to write and speak clearly like a real person. Second, can you work under pressure? On resumes, I look for some experience in the field in which I'm hiring because I want to know you know, what the rules are and what the words mean, but mostly I look for things that prove that you can work well under pressure. One of the best people I ever hired, I hired because he'd been a lifeguard. He was hiring a guy to answer phones in a congressional office. Long periods of boredom, separated by brief moments of panic. Sounds like being a lifeguard. His last job in Washington was in the West Wing working for President Obama. Be a carpenter, be a waiter, be a busboy, be a cab driver, do something like that. That's what I want.
0: Fantastic. Now, what about someone's major? Is it a deciding factor to get into the world of politics and public affairs?
1: No, no. I want somebody who can think and write well. And the best ways to learn how to do that are studying anthropology, philosophy, speech communication, rhetoric, history, literature, something like that, I can teach you the rest of the skills. I'm not hiring the guy to run the joint right out of college. I'm hiring somebody who I know can think critically, um, who's, who's bright, who's eager, who's interested and interesting.
0: Mm, I love that. What about a graduate degree? And that is less so for the entry-level positions, obviously, but more so for somebody who wants to succeed in the field, for somebody who wants to have the big title, the chief of staff, the member of Congress, whatever that may
1: be. I wish more people got MBAs. There's a skill that management, experience in management are undervalued in politics. Everybody comes to work in politics and thinks, wow, this joint's run really badly. And then no one hires the MBA to run the joint. Go get an MBA. That's what I want. And you can study you know, social entrepreneurship or nonprofit management or other kinds of management in many graduate schools. I would look for that. Otherwise, if you want to get a graduate degree, you know, a graduate degree in strategic communications, a graduate degree in public policy, something along those lines. A lot of people want to go to law school. That's really expensive. It's by and large a miserable experience, and it's not necessary. You know, we're not looking for folks to litigate the law. We're looking for folks to think about interesting ways to bring us together as a country.
0: Wonderful. What about life experiences, Peter? What, in your experience, are the most useful ones to have for someone starting out in this field?
1: It's a good question. And I would think life experience that's outside of the Washington, D.C. norm. I'm looking for life experience, as I said, somebody who's been a carpenter, been a waiter, maybe somebody who's worked on fishing boats over the summer. I want someone who has done sales, done retail, who's spent time talking to real people in their everyday lives, who have literally walked a mile in their shoes. Everybody in Washington has done something terrific and wonderful with, you know, name your favorite nonprofit or your charity. Do something that engages people. The other kind of experience that I think is invaluable is either military service or public service. Go to officer candidate school. Go to AmeriCorps. Go to the Peace Corps. Do city year. do something that involves really engaging and improving the civic and civil life of our country. That's what I want.
0: Peter, what is and what has been the best part for you of being In the world of politics, and this is one of those, we're in a particularly bitter, divided time right now. What words of inspiration can you give young people who think they want to build their career in this track?
1: To quote President Clinton, who is almost certainly quoting somebody else. There's nothing wrong with America that can't be fixed by what's right with America. I believe deeply in the institution of Congress. I believe deeply in the promise of our Bill of Rights, of our Constitution, of what America could be. We are moving towards a more perfect union. We're not there. We feel further away today than we did two years ago. But I worked with the last guy, so I'm expected to say that. America can be an amazing, wonderful place in which we are all moving together to improve the quality of lives of all of us, to improve everybody's access to education, to happiness, to stability, to achieve what they want to be. That's going to take all of us working together to do it. And I think that in America, we can.
0: So, Peter, my next question is the flip side of that. And I suppose since your current job is an associate professor at GW, I should be asking you about what is the part of your current job, hello, students, let's pay attention, that sucks the most?
1: Grading. <laughs> it's it's, it's worse for students to have to take exams or write papers but faculty don't like it either my advice to students who are about to be graded, talk to your professor ahead of time, shoot your professors an idea for an essay or a rough draft or anything. They want to read good papers, they want to grade good exams. It's more fun and it's easier and if you can make your professor's life more fun and easier, you will do better.
0: (laughs) I think that is fantastic advice and my next question is actually on advice but it's about career advice. What is the best career advice, Peter, that you've ever gotten?
1: That is a tough question. It's, it's not directly career advice, but it's helped me tremendously in my career, and that's from my dad. So the worst thing you can do is fail. At the time, I thought, well, you know, thanks for the pep talk there, Skippy. That's, that's not much. <laughs> but if you think about, okay, if I fail, if I, if I move to Washington and I try to get a job on the Hill and I spend six months and all I'm doing is tendon bar and, and playing kickball, and that's like the absolute worst that can happen, that's not so bad. If failure looks like meeting people, cool that's kind of a win, you know, uh, give it a shot. What have you got to lose? I think
0: failing is the best thing that can happen to you.
1: If you there's, a, there's a whole industry that thrives on learning from failure. And there's a lot to be said for that. If you fail and you, you know, fall on the ground and it sucks and you self-pity and you binge watch something for a weekend, great. Then figure out what went wrong, What you could have done differently, was it just bad luck, was it bad timing, did you say or do the wrong thing, did you try the wrong angle, then give it another shot in uh, the book, and we're going to talk about it later, but Mary Harvey, who is a uh, the goalkeeper on the Women's World Cup winning team, first woman to win the World Cup as a goalkeeper, told me that I can't recall a single thing I learned from winning.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to be getting into the book in our main Time for Coffee interview, but we'll obviously have the book linked in our show notes for this Espresso Shot episode. So Peter, What movies, if any, and I include sort of Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows or fiction books, do you think accurately depict the world of politics?
1: (laughs) Veep. (laughs) I love that show. It's it's a great show, and it's you watch it. I've watched it and think, well, I've I've had some of those conversations (laughs) there. They're, they're pretty good people trying to do the best they can, and real people have, have the best of intentions. They have good ideas about where they want the country to go. And they've also got egos and insecurities, and they've got good days, and they've got bad days, and, and all of that. Veep is, Veep is about as spot on as it gets. My favorite is an obscure documentary called Feed by the 1991 or 90, 92 presidential primaries, and it's when local broadcast stations or local TV stations are bouncing feed up to, to satellites and waiting for it to be pulled down by somebody else in, in the in the station, it's live, right? And so this stuff is sort of out there. This group of filmmakers pulled a bunch of raw feed, and it was Democratic primary candidates and then the incumbent, President Bush, Bush Sr., before they went on the air. Oh, and so you had amazing. Bill, Bill Clinton practicing his smile, <laughs> President Bush impersonating Dana Carvey impersonating President Bush, it was Jerry Brown screaming at interns, Tom Harkin in the snowy field trying desperately to talk about healthcare. It was, it's fantastic.
0: It's almost like you could imagine if somebody were filming you in the morning when you're brushing your teeth and, you know, for women or guys who like to wear makeup, putting that on and the faces that we make and, oh, that is fantastic. So final espresso shot, Peter. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn
1: about the world of politics? But it's mostly full of good people doing the best they can for the best of the country. It doesn't always work, and it can seem meanal and awful and mean on television, but everybody comes to Washington because they want to change the world. We don't always agree with each other about how we want the world to be changed, but nobody comes to Washington to get rich and famous. Uh, there, there are far more efficient ways to get rich and famous than, than advocating on behalf of you know animals or kids or schools or tax policy or broadband policy or whatever it is. Washington's full of really, by and large, good people doing the best they can for the best, yeah, doing the best they can for the country.
0: I love it. A positive note to end on. Peter, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee with me and the Time for Coffee community. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much. It's great fun. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live.